Hello and welcome to a Thursday night edition of the Cyclone Insider Podcast. He's Randy Peterson. I'm Travis Hines. Coming to you in the wake of some more gambling news for Iowa State and also Iowa uh, in Iowa City. Four Iowa State football players charged today, Thursday, August 10th, uh, all with the identical tampering with records charge uh the same as last week uh this week we found out four new 2022 starters Jirel brock jake remsburg isaiah lee and deshaun hanukkah all facing very serious ncaa penalties uh <laughs> excuse me brock hanukkah and lee looking at permanent ineligibility based on these allegations remsburg looking at 50 percent of this season ineligibility um some pretty surprising stuff in here randy even after last week where i think we uh we got the curtain pulled back on this being a little more serious and a little more uh i don't know if disturbing is quite the right word but certainly more serious than we anticipated i think and tonight uh no different the the biggest you know, mm-hmm. allegation in these game or in these uh, criminal complaints, uh, the first of which is clearly Isaiah Lee betting on the money line against Iowa State in the Texas game in 2021, a bet that he presumably lost, given that Iowa State beat Texas in a game that Lee played in. In 2021, Jirel Brock allegedly bet on four Iowa State games, including two that he played in. Uh, Deshaun Hanica is not accused of betting on Iowa State football, but is accused of betting on Iowa State basketball, which, again, is subject to a permanent ban. Uh, and Remsburg did not bet on any Iowa State sports, according to these criminal complaints, but did bet on NCAA basketball and football games. The football games is what would subject him to potentially half a season. Um, some some pretty bad stuff here for Iowa State, for these players, and you know, really for the sport of college football here, Randy. That's a lot to unpack, unpack, but but really, Travis, it's not. You can start. You can. Okay, so college athletes gamble. The college athletes bet on games. I think we know that. I think we knew that. I think we know that goes on nationwide. Yes, it's it's prevalent right here in Iowa because of the geofence or, or whatever pinging went off within. Um, the confines of the of the people that, that look at that stuff. But so we know that goes on. But what Isaiah Lee did, I've talked to ooh, ooh, my gosh, a half a dozen Iowa State fans on the phone. I talked to more than that um, at a restaurant that I was just attended. Oh, my gosh. They can put up with the other student athletes alleged gambling but when isaiah lee allegedly bets against your own team bets against his own team bets against his the guys with whom he shares locker room space the guys with the the guys with whom he eats breakfast lunch and dinner with that's repulsive um and I, I would be, I don't know, I'm going to try to reach out to some of the former athletes who played on on that team just to see what they think. But I'm guessing that I get absolutely nothing. But we'll see. 
but that's the repulsive part of 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 everything today. Everything else we kind of knew. We knew that we knew the principles. We knew who was involved, or we figured we knew who was involved. Um, it was just a matter of when the Story County Attorney would um, put out would 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 file the charges. And I don't know about you, Travis, but I was absolutely shocked, mortified that somebody in a locker room that Matt Campbell talks about culture all the time is betting against his teammates. I there's there's that's beyond words. Yeah. And obviously all of these are just allegations at the moment, but certainly uh, pretty troubling, troubling stuff. Um, it'll be interesting to see what more we hear from Iowa State, you know, from the DCI. You know, I emailed uh, the DCI tonight to see if this remain if they had any comment and if this remained an ongoing investigation, uh, which is what they said last week after charges and haven't yet to hear back. Um, although you know, I didn't send the email till after five o'clock, so may not hear anything until tomorrow. Um, but obviously, I think there was again the anytime. The uh, conventional wisdom has assumed something around this case. It seems to have been wrong. Um, I think a lot of people were assuming this was just going to be about underage gambling. That was definitely wrong. I think people assumed that we were done with seeing criminal charges after last week. That was wrong. So I think certainly we don't want to assume anything about this situation right now. But what we know is that Iowa State is likely, based on these charging documents, to be without five starters from 2022 when they open the season on September 2nd, including their starting backfield, their starting quarterback, their starting running back, starting right tackle, starting tight end, starting defensive linemen, all allegedly involved here. Um, rough, 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 rough start to the season uh, for Iowa State. I mean, it's uh, – I think – if there is a silver lining here for Iowa State, while the details of the charging documents might be new to them, and I think on Wednesday a lot of the details were new news, I get the impression, Randy, based on like who we have been told is not practicing. You know, we were told specifically Remsburg, Lee, and Brock were not practicing. That Iowa State probably has known that these guys were involved for a while and have probably been game planning to be without them for a while, and obviously. There's been lots of speculation and rumors and names thrown about since May. And I would imagine, again, that Iowa State knew to some degree of certainty of the players involved. Um, so, again, I don't think the names are probably a surprise over at the Bergstrom Football Complex. Um, but still, a, a rough day for Iowa State athletics, Iowa State football, and certainly the same thing can be said over in Iowa City for, for Iowa football as well. And let's not forget that I that Iowa State is trying to come off of a four and eight season from a year ago that included losing seven out of or whatever one uh, one and eight in the in the Big Twelve Conference. Let's not forget that Iowa is coming off a season in which the offense absolutely was horrible, and you know we're getting into Iowa here, but but that's okay. That was so bad that. Gary Barda, the athletic director who's retiring, um, put stipulations in that contract in, in Brian offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz's contract 
that Iowa, that Iowa had to average whatever, 28, 25, 26, 27, 28, whatever it was, points a game to keep his job as offensive coordinator. So all this stuff is, is it's just so damaging in so many ways. Um, yeah, we knew, we, we, we suspected who the Iowa State players were. And it's my bad for not asking um, Campbell, whatever day that was, Wednesday, um, when I was asking him about specific players and not asking him about him about Hanukkah. I mean, I had heard about Hanukkah. I was going to fully was going to ask him about it after the press conference. And I it just boom, slipped my mind. But anyway, I think everybody knew that that he was probably involved. Um I don't know how Iowa State comes back from this, although although there's been some train of thought, and maybe this thought started at the Big 12 media days, but that the, the addition by subtraction thing, that this team, like, for example, who said Hunter Deckers was going to be the starting quarterback? Who said that Jirel Brock was going to be the starting running, the starting running back, um, that this team could actually not suffer as much as as what it would appear, but and that may be true on field, but certainly off the field, and you're in a you're 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 trying to resurrect a program that went four and eight last year, and I, man. This is this is going to be tough for Matt Campbell in his in, in Matt Campbell's eighth year. It's going to be real tough, um, and it's not like Iowa State. Iowa State opens a season against Northern Iowa. It's not like Iowa State blows out Mark Farley's team every year, which they don't. It's it, um, Iowa State plays Iowa in 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 game two. Yeah, okay, the games the names, big deal. Um, Iowa sees blood. They're going to have to score as many points as they can because of the the, the thing in, in Brian Ferentz's scholarship. And oh, by the way, Iowa State goes to Ohio in game three. First road game. I can't imagine the first road game being any any walk in the park. So, and then I don't know who it is after that. Baylor, I believe. I don't know who it is after that. But any Oklahoma State, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, if, if this team is trying to bounce back from going four and eight last year, man, it it it's it's – Tougher than ever, because like you said, multiple players likely will be out for the season and likely for their career. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of the team, like the players, my guess is that they've probably moved on already. I mean, they've been practicing for a week now that without those guys, like it's kind of, you know, the the dude you got or the dude you got would be my suspicion there, Um, you know. Young people and young athletes move on pretty quickly. Um, I think this will probably be a bigger deal for the coaching staff to figure out going forward. But at minimum, I mean, A, I think all five of these guys probably would have started in game one. I mean, I think we left the spring and Deckers was the number one quarterback. Jirel Brock was the number one running back. Um, Obviously, things can change. But, you know, I remember Deshaun Hanneke in the – deep inside the TCU uh, stadium after they got walloped to end the season last year, he took a really strong stand about how everybody needed to to be on the same page and pulling in the same direction and, you know, getting this thing turned around. 
Now he's a guy that presumably won't be there. Um, Isaiah Lee was a really good defensive tackle. Uh, who am I missing? And Jake Remsberg was a starting right tackle for a long time and played a lot of different positions. For an offensive line. line that wasn't very good. Yeah. But my point is like even if you wanna even if you wanna say, okay, those guys we're gonna get overtaken by whoever on the depth chart, at minimum, that's five scholarship players with experience that are like just jettisoned off the roster potentially, where your depth is gonna get really tested, your skill level and experience are gonna get really tested. And that's again, it's just a bad spot for Iowa State to be in. It's not insurmountable, you know. I think quarterback you know who, who knows what that's going to look like I think running back is probably still a position of strength even without Brock the offensive line who the hell knows I mean they've been bad they've been they've bumped up against their ceiling of average at best under Campbell in seven years so to lose a guy like Remsburg potentially for a half a season is tough I think the defensive line depth is really probably a big deal not a lot of experience there. You lost MJ Anderson and Will McDonald on the edge. You want as much depth, you want as much talent there as possible. So again, it's you know you only have eighty five of those scholarships and five of those dudes who, presumably, if they weren't going to be on the top of the depth chart, they're going to be number two, are now essentially vaporized from the locker room. I mean, that's just going to be tough. Again, not insurmountable. You can see teams, you know circle the wagons and rally in situations like this. But the the bottom line is Iowa State's talent and depth is worse today than it was in May before all this. Happened. I don't know. You mentioned circling the wagons. And, and yes, I, I agree there. It's and I'm assuming Iowa State will, obviously. But how they how successfully they do that remains to be seen. I cannot remember a situation like this. That's gone on at either Iowa State or Iowa. Um. I cannot. So when we talk circling the wagons, I mean, it's 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 times 10. It's I mean, crazy. Hell, we, we've seen Georgia last year talked about how nobody believed in us when they were the defending champs ranked number two, I think, in the yeah. season. Like it doesn't take much for athletes to. To find motivation and doubt, and obviously right. there's going to be plenty of that around this team from the outside this year. But the, but the thing is, the thing is. What kind of distraction is this going to be? And I suspect that maybe as we're speaking now, I don't know, that Matt Campbell and his and his coaches are talking to those players about the about what this season can be. And here's your opportunity to be to to make it happen. And yes, we knew these players were, were probably going to be missing some games. Matt Campbell obviously knew these players were going to be missing some games. They've been practicing with um, other other players. I mean, Rocco Bechter, J.J. Cole, who's going to be the starting quarterback, for example. I mean, they've been practicing with those guys. So those guys probably will be ready to go. And let's face it, was Hunter Decker's great shakes anyway last year? <clears throat> I could make a case for no. <clears throat> Excuse me. And with Jirel being essentially out of the running backs room. What did he contribute last year? Not much, not because, I mean, not because of, of only on him, but because of, of injuries also. And Cartavius Norton, we've all been waiting to see him explode. We've seen flashes. We've seen flashes of Eli Sanders. Um, 
yesterday, Campbell said that the freshmen, Carson Mason and and Abu Saba, have been have been playing very very well. That they're now in the um, in the conversation. So, and whatever happens on defense, I I just trust. I just have so much trust in, in John Haycock that they'll figure that out. But offensively, I don't know. And and let's not forget that all this is happening with a new offensive coordinator. And like you said, they've been, I'm sure, we know that they've been practicing without these guys because Campbell has said that the last two weeks that these players have mispracticed. So we knew they've been practicing. We knew that they that they were not expecting them to be in the season, to be available all are part of the season. It's just the fact that we we and we knew that this initial shock would happen when we when they finally saw it, which we did at four o'clock today, maybe later. I don't know what it was. Um, but the fact that Isaiah Lee bet against his teammates, that's man. But I Absolutely. yeah, I was to move on. Yeah, I mean there's there's nothing to do other than to move on. Um We'll hear from Matt Campbell in the middle of next week as that is scheduled. We'll see uh, if what the future holds, I guess. That schedule has been a bit of a moving target. So we'll see. But uh, I, I think that's about it, Randy. I mean, bottom line is, you know, a bad situation probably got worse for Iowa State tonight with these charges, with these public details and these allegations. Um, but the beat goes on. They're going to play football on September 2nd. Um, one way or another. Um, that's all I got. You got anything more? No, I'm good. I, I like I said, I, I talked to a number of fans tonight, and and what and I asked them what 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 hit them the hardest, and it was it was the betting against your teammates. So yeah, I mean, I guarantee we won't see Isaiah Lee the rest of the season. Obviously. <laughs> He's Randy Peterson. I'm Travis Hines. This has been the Cyclone Insider Podcast. Be sure to check out DesMoinsRegister.com for all our coverage of the charges uh, that were made filed today, um, what it'll mean for the Iowa State football team going forward, and all our coverage from fall camp. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.